Welcome to the Ottawa Valley Sports Series Podcast, your source for sport in the Ottawa Valley. My name's Noelle, and I'm your host. Tune in on Tuesdays every other week as we interview local athletes, teams, coaches, sport organizations, and businesses who are continuing to empower and inspire the next generation of sport in our community. In today's episode, I will be interviewing Keisha Lewis, the Recreational Program Coordinator for the Ottawa River Canoe Club, located just outside of Ottawa in Dunrobin. This nonprofit paddling powerhouse has been creating ripples in the water since its establishment in 2002. The Ottawa River Canoe Club is dedicated to fostering the sport of canoeing and kayaking, while placing a strong emphasis on the development of all participants and ensuring the accessibility of all their diverse programs. From dynamic summer camps, kitty canoe adventures, to high energy sprint training programs, their youth offerings are nothing short of exhilarating. For adults seeking aquatic thrills, the club offers a diverse array of programs, including masters, sprint paddling, surf ski, dragon boat, outrigger, and stand-up paddling. But what truly sets them apart is their continued dedication and commitment to inclusivity. The Ottawa River Canoe Club extends its warm embrace with recreational and competitive programs tailored for adults and youth with physical para or intellectual development disabilities. Thank you so much, Keisha, for coming on the Ottawa Valley Sports Series podcast today. I'm thrilled to have you here to share the history of the Ottawa River Canoe Club, the club's milestones over the years, as well as the incredible achievements this past season and plans for next year. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yes, yes. I'm so glad you were able to come on today. So tell us a bit about the Ottawa River Canoe Club. Okay, so, uh, well, the club was started by the Schmidt family in 2002. They they recognized that there was no good paddling opportunity for people in the West End of Ottawa at the time. And they themselves were tired of commuting to the nearest paddling club, which was um, in Mooney's Bay, when they had the beautiful Ottawa River so close to them uh, in Dunrobin. Uh, that's near Canada North for those not so familiar with the area. So... They founded the Canoe Club and started offering a summer camp for kids, a dragon boat program for youth and adults, and a few sprint boat opportunities. And what people just loved the most about the club and continue to love is the location. So for our paddlers and members, it's their cottage in the city. So Dunrobin is a 10-minute drive from the 417. Yet once you're once you've reached the club, you're surrounded by nature. Um, the beautiful Ottawa River, views of the Gatineau Hills. So it really makes uh, paddling during sunrise and sunset some of our favorites. It's, uh, it's a beautiful experience down there. Oh, well, that's great. Yeah. And it that is true, right? It's only about 10 minutes, like once you get off the 417. Yeah, exactly. But once you're there, it's, you know, you're, it feels like definitely like you're outside of the city. It's nice. That's great, though. That's great. And now with the club, has there been many changes over the years? Yeah. Um, well, since its establishment, um, it's expanded ORCC, Ottawa River Canoe Club for short, uh, has expanded its nonprofit with dedicated staff, volunteers, a board of director um, to include youth and adult programs spanning recreational, adaptive and inclusive, which I'll touch on later, okay. um, pretty competitive and competitive sprint paddling with athletes competing and succeeding at the provincial, national, and international levels of competition. Wow. Uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> so I guess a major success for us this past year was having a record year for our Paddle All summer camp participation. Uh, Paddle All is our programs for individuals with developmental and intellectual disabilities. And then we also had a high number of registrants for our special O, which um, service the same, same group of people, but on a competitive level. And we had 18 registered and it was, it was just great watching them win medals at the national championships this year. Wow. Uh, so that was another pretty big milestone for us. Um, and on that note, we do have the largest rec para program in the country and, and special load program. And with that, we're just, we're proud to be leaders in Canada promoting the sport of canoe kayak for paddlers, paddlers with developmental intellectual and or physical disabilities. We actively engage in, in efforts to make our club and the sport, I guess in general, more inclusive and accessible for everyone. Wow, I, I honestly had no idea. Like, so you guys, um, you're the largest you said in Canada for like that specific, those specific programs? Yes, yeah. Wow. That's incredible. So, yeah, we put a lot of effort in into it. Um, Recently, we just invested in in an accessible dock and transfer bench. Oh, so that supports paddlers getting in and out of boats independently. Um, so they can for wheelchair users, you you can bring your wheelchair all the way up to the onto the dock to the transfer bench, which will then uh, help you get into the boat safely. Wow, I love this so much. This is incredible what you guys are doing. Like, you know, making so much accessibility for, you know, people of all, you know, intellectual development and physical para disabilities. Like this is, you know, and bringing in all these people. That's amazing. And then I like you said you said there was like 18 of them that got to compete at the national level. Like that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so now it's just about getting I guess the word out to others um so that they know that this opportunity is there. Um, so getting getting our athletes um, to national competitions kind of gets us out there and known. Um, we were even able to send our Paralympic athlete, Brianna Hennessy, and her coach, Joel Hazan, who's also our executive director, to the world championships this past year. And they won two medals again at Worlds. So that was a huge wow. success. Wow, that's amazing. That's, oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah, and with the uh, Paris coming up, uh, Brianna's looking good for that too. So we have things to look forward to for sure. Ah, and when and when is the Paris? I believe that's April or or May 2024. Okay, so, okay. so it's getting close. It's getting yeah, close. getting very close. <laughs> that's exciting though. Oh, yeah, that's, that's amazing. I, I love, you know, you got a lot of like you were mentioning the milestones um, and different things you guys are doing. So that's, that's amazing. Um, regarding uh, programs, though, kind of diving into a little bit more of the programs that you offer. Um, I noticed you guys do recreational program and competitive, um, as well as fall and winter. So I would love to know kind of, I guess, the difference between them. Sure. So yeah, our paddling season starts in May, uh, runs to about mid-October. Basically, once the ice melts on the river, our competitive paddlers who train to compete are on the water practicing. <laughs> but the water is still cold during these shoulder seasons. I would imagine. 
Yeah, it's not until late June that our rec programs start to run. Okay. Um, and, that, and then that goes until the beginning of October. Um, but now during the off season, we do offer different training options for our athletes and members, including our groups of rec, our rec paddlers. So we have um, indoor conditioning sessions for our paddle all and able body groups with our conditioning coach, Andrea Nichols. Uh, we offer yoga strength once a week. And once the snow hits, we're actually on our cross-country skis for our cardio portion of training. Oh, okay. Uh, That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> we like to switch it up a bit. Um, we have swimming offered as well to our competitive athletes. So, yeah, we we, we do stay busy all year, all year round. Yeah, just to try and keep, you know, everything moving. Um, and it's, it's nice also, like you're mentioning, like cross-country skiing and swimming because, you know, it's good to kind of switch um your muscle groups right you're like you're still working you're still gaining strength and endurance but in different in different ways and it's all all beneficial exactly yeah that's great though that you guys offer like you know on top of just you know your regular season you're offering all your members additional programming yeah and that just it, it honestly keeps growing <laughs> we had a, a group of homeschoolers come to us saying hey oh we 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 loved our so they paddled with us in the fall and spring and they were looking for something to do in the winter so now we have also our homeschool group that um, once a week does cross-country skiing and snowshoeing with us at Canada Nordic oh wow that's that's amazing though I'm I'm really happy that you guys are able to kind of you know you're, you're offering these things almost all year round which is, yeah, which is great for, you know, all of the members. Exactly. Yeah. Aw, well, that's, that's great. Um, and now diving into, I guess, more a bit of specificity uh, or specifics regarding the programs, what would you say differentiates recreational and competitive programs? Like, do they offer the same skill set or learning? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I guess I'd start out with just saying, like, uh, as a club, we're dedicated to fostering the sport of canoe and kayaking while enabling participants to achieve a positive self-image and a healthy attitude towards the sport in a spirit of cooperation and fair play. So that's um, that's the club's focus. And so for the rec programs, though that development is more um, a leisure experience okay while being active in the outdoors in the community it's 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 more social um everybody does is taught the basics of the sport uh for example balance in boats posture propulsion and obviously water safety but for that rec program it's really geared for those looking to benefit from the cottage in the city um so yeah and then meanwhile our competitive groups are training oriented. So they're focused on more advanced technique, building up fitness levels. Uh, the time commitment and intensity is the most obvious difference um, between the rec group and com competitive group. So the rec group, they're coming out one to three times a week. Meanwhile, our competitive athletes are at the club or another training facility eight times a week in the winter. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and with 10 to 12 sessions a week in the summer, but our our youth athletes are at the club six days a week for sometimes over eight hours. So they're spending their days um, 
at the clubs. They're very invested, our youth group. Um, it's kind of nice to see they they have a section um, where all their hammocks are, and that's kind of where they gather and recuperate between trainings. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> they have a little spot to go to to kind of recuperate for the next. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, but that's, but that's, I, I find that very interesting, you know, and I, and I like that you guys offer that recreational sense too, for, you know, those that uh, perhaps don't want to compete or maybe that they're past that competitive, you know, uh, buzz that they had, but then you also um, have it for the competitive people that want to really advance their skills. So that's great being able to, you know, offer both of those. Yeah. And it's really, it's really paid off too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's good that's good um and now i i'd like to get into i know we touched on it a little bit already but i would like i would love to learn a bit more about the problem um learn a bit more about the programs you offer that are inclusive to adults and youth with physical and intellectual development disabilities yeah so i i may have covered a bit of this in talking about our milestones because it's a program it's programs that we're truly proud of so uh, our inclusive programs, they really rely heavily on the support of volunteers just simply because it runs at a higher ratio. We try to partner our paddlers with a volunteer for one-on-one -on -one support. It tends to be more of a three-to-one ratio, which is the minimum requirement. Um, and this is basically because paddling involves uh, you know, extra risk, extra safety concerns just by the fact that we're on the water. Um, and for this population, there may be a lot of fear of falling out of the boat, et cetera. So that extra companionship on the water is super important. Um, and it also bridges our, our, our it brings our, our people together. So um, having our members and other program participants volunteering for this program really kind of brings us all together. Yeah, and working, you know, towards that goal of getting everybody out there, making sure everybody's having a great time and also learning how to do things safely. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, well, that's great. I, I, I love that you guys, you know, offer that and it's great, you know, how you guys are having, you know, that you use volunteers and have a lot of people, I'm assuming, in the community that come out and, you know, get involved Exactly. And having those partnerships with other organizations that um, that want to do the same thing, that want our population of people with disabilities to be engaged in the community and be physically active. Um, yeah, that's that's great. And I'm, I'm glad that, you know, you've you've obviously made some incredible partnerships with different organizations all um, trying. You're all trying to achieve the same goal and get more people out on the water. Exactly. Wow. Well, that's great. And uh, I know I was going to get into a bit of the fall winter programs, but I know we went over that. I feel like pretty, pretty well. And I feel like you gave some good information about that. Um, my other question though, regarding it is, um, has your club really benefited from those programs because I know it's like an addition to the summer season and when they're out on the water but how would you say it's benefited your members yeah so um obviously our focus is during during our on-season portion during paddling um but being able to run programs year long it um especially for our competitive athletes it keeps their momentum going 
through the winter months and in general for our members it just keeps everybody engaged keeps everybody um together that sense of community um no yeah like the sense of belonging and that you're you know you're all still working towards that that same goal together throughout the year exactly instead of taking a eight month break coming back and it's you know it's progressive we're we're all kind of um going through the year together oh that's great though you're all working together you know and and in different ways which is exciting too because you learn different things as you go exactly oh and actually um speaking of <laughs> winter programming we were looking to expand our our activities now that we got power back <laughs> so we we actually lost power in april 2018 Oh, and only got it back a few weeks ago. So we're still very much celebrating this milestone <laughs> that we've waited a really long time for. Um, so now with having power back, we can offer expand and offer our members more variety of strength and conditioning sessions in our gym, which before wasn't heated <laughs> or lit. So now that we have power, um, I think the idea is to get more paddling ergs and some spin bikes and offer some some of those kind of classes um, at our facility. Oh, well, that's super exciting. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and, and congratulations on getting the power back. Thank you. Yeah, I, I understand. I like for what you're saying is, you know, this opens up a lot more for you guys and you'll be able to, you know, provide a lot more programs, um, which is super exciting. Absolutely. It's uh so long farewell to our generator. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's good. I'm I'm super excited for you guys. That's a really, you know, that's really going to help you guys in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um and now and for all these programs that we've been discussing, how do members register for them? So you can register um online okay. at ottawarivercanoeclub.com or email us at info@orcc.ca at and we can help people with the registration process. Um, which is ongoing throughout the paddling season. So we have two options for memberships, the individual and family memberships. Okay. So our family memberships permits up to five family members in the same household to share a membership, um, which offers access to our facilities and equipments and programs designed and managed by um, our certified coaches. Okay. So as as a part of the membership, we we do ask all members 11 years of age and older um, to commit 10, year, 10 hours sorry, of their time per year to the club. But a um, majority of members far, far exceed that quota. Oh, well, this, this is great. You know, when you have, you know, a few different options, which is great. It's a great way for families to get out. And it's a great way you know, for individuals that are just looking to improve themselves, which is awesome. Yeah, no, it's, it's, and it's great seeing both parents and kids, maybe in separate programs on the water training at the same time. It really fulfills that family oriented club feel that we've, it, which is how we started and continue to be. And it's kind of a second home to, to these families. Aw, but that's great, you know, and, and the families get to experience these things together as well, as well as all the learning, which, you know, like you said, brings everybody together. Exactly. 
Aw, and I, I noticed too um, on your website that you offer classes and rentals. So what, what type of classes and rentals do you offer? For classes, we have private, semi-private classes in any and all the boats we have, which which is a lot. We like to say, if you can paddle it, we have it. Um, <laughs> our, our, main, <laughs> our main classes are our What's Up. So that's our intro to stand-up paddling. Um, fits Up, which is a more fitness-oriented class on stand-up paddle boards. Um, we have Dragon Boat and Outrigger Canoe Group Eddings. Um, yeah, that's the bulk of our classes. But just to clarify the rentals part, we only rent our big boats, that being our dragon boats and our six-person outrigger canoes. Um, and we only rent it to groups with a certified coach. So we don't actually offer canoe kayak rentals. We prefer you to take a class or join as a member and we'll teach you everything you need to know and provide you with equipment, et cetera. Oh, okay. But that's great though, that you, you know, there's more to what you guys offer on top of all your programming that we've talked about, you know, you guys are doing a lot. Yeah. Uh, and I think it helped once we, um, we actually invested in a fleet of surf ski and outrigger boats. Um, okay. that was kind of around the time where the club was seeing many changes and one of them being the philosophy of quote unquote, embrace the Ottawa. Um, what that means is where we're located, we're on the river. So it, the water's not the flat, perfect, um, um, water condition necessarily to be paddling all the time. So sometimes, um, when we, we get rough water, which makes paddling in the boats we had kind of difficult. Um, however, we invested in these surf ski boats, which are essentially kayaks, but they're designed to for rougher waters okay and so now on those rough water condition days we see it as a strength not a limitation it's actually a lot of fun getting out there it teaches our paddlers um, how to handle their boats in all water conditions um, so it really has opened up even more opportunity for us which um, i'd say not every club has the opportunity just by where we're located Wow. Wow. Well, no, but that's great that you guys were able to offer something, you know, for those conditions and still have people, you know, fine tune their skills, learn different ways to work the water. Like that is great. Yeah. Yeah. And need I mention the competitive athletes love being out in those uh, rough waters riding the waves, <laughs> so they say. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, I guess, you know, they're learning different things, you know, when you do get those rougher conditions. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So it's like a challenge, right? <laughs> right. Um, now, uh, the last thing about kind of like the stuff you guys are offering, I know we've got talked about programs, classes, you know, all the different things you guys are offer. You also run summer camps. Yeah, and actually, that's a that's a huge part of our club. So, <laughs> huge. So that's actually why I was brought on. Um, I, the summer camps and the inclusive programs is a bulk of, of um, what I do at the club. So last year we we had over five hundred kids come through our camps. Wow. Yeah. So we we actually close our club to members and the general public on weekdays simply because we're running at capacity during camp hours. Um, 
the the kids take over during the day. <laughs> so <laughs> all you hear is the screams, laughters of all the kids um, enjoying our on and off water activities. It's it's a lot of fun during the days. Um, so our, our yeah, our groups paddle to nearby locations. Um, Almer Island is a big hit. It's um opportunity for more of a sandy beach swim experience. Um, they also head over to Almer Beach, which is across the river. That's about a five kilometer paddle. So that's usually our, our older age groups going that distance. Okay. As well as like Penny's Point and then and other nearby beaches. So our campers are really getting their you know, daily dose of exercise, time in the outdoors. Um, yeah. That's amazing though. You know, and it, it's nice that you guys have, you know, different levels as well. Like, like you said, uh, you know, Almer Island and things like that, certain ones that are further than others, you know, you're able to, you know, um, get everybody of all ages to kind of enjoy it and be able to push themselves a little bit. Exactly. Our, our summer camps are for um, kids aged six to 14. So oftentimes we'll see um, kids come back for their their fourth, fifth year um, at our camp. So we want to be able to continue to challenge them as they are growing um, through our camps. For sure. For sure. And now, how was this past season? Oh, it was great. It was, <laughs> it was great. Um, what can I say? It, uh, the kids, the kids love it there. So, you know, they're, they're really, out, they're outside all day. Um, we, I mean, we have tents set up, we have water stations, but no real like indoor facility. So you really have that true camp experience. We have carnival day, we have, um, uh, our fire pit, tether ball. So it's really, um, I feel like I'm repeating myself. It's just, it's a nice experience. <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds amazing. And I, from everything you've told me, like the kids must be loving their lives. Like, it's just, you know, you guys got so much going on and you guys are doing so much for them. Um, so I can't imagine like, you know, being a child, I would have loved that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, but last but not least, I would love to know your story and what fueled your passion for canoeing and kayaking. Ooh, okay. <laughs> um, so I, I'm a recreation therapist and I've just always enjoyed and advocated for outdoor recreation. Okay. Um, I myself had a desire to learn more about paddling. It's not something I was um, involved in much growing up. So I wanted to improve my experience for when I was canoe tripping in Algonquin Park, et cetera. Um, so I started working at the club as a rec therapist with our rec paddle group leading okay. the evening program. And now I'm here as their second full-time staff member, um, simply because I, I loved it too. Um, when people come to my work, they're like, this is, this is where you work. <laughs> this is what we do. I'm like, yeah, uh, I spend my days outside, keeping people safe and, and enjoying a paddle at, at lunchtime. So it's um, that in and of itself has fueled my passion for the sport. Uh, I even invested in my own surf ski. Um, oh, 
So I live in Almer. Okay. So on the other side of the river, I was quite tired of the long and dreaded commute around the river. And I was just like, well, why don't I paddle across? <laughs> so I, I went for it. I bought a surf ski and this year I started paddling to and from work and takes me 30 minutes to paddle, saves me time, makes me feel good. Wow, that's incredible. I love that you do that. <laughs> yeah. That is so neat. It's like, you know what, I'm going to make this faster and easier and actually full of benefits for myself. And we're just going to cross the river. <laughs> exactly. Honestly, it was, I'm so glad I made the jump. I was very nervous about it. Uh, but I have no regrets. Like <laughs> the mornings with the birds, I feel very fortunate. Yeah. Oh, well, that that must be so nice too. in the morning, you know, watching the sun come up and you're crossing the river. I love that. <laughs> I absolutely yeah. love that. Oh, well, well, thank you so much, Keisha, for taking the time to join me on the Ottawa Valley Sports Series podcast. It was a pleasure to speak with you and learn more about the Ottawa River Canoe Club and all the stuff that you guys are doing. It's absolutely incredible what you guys are doing. And it was really nice to learn a bit about you as well. And I, I, I love, uh, you know, at the end where you discussed, you know, crossing the river. I think that's absolutely amazing. Um, but for those listening um, and wanting more information, where can they find more information? So they can go to our, our website at Ottawa River Canoe Club dot com or they feel free to email us at info at orcc.ca and we'll guide you in the right direction okay perfect well thanks again Keisha I really really appreciate it thank you so much for the opportunity it was great 